We are focusing on the God of peace again today. Praise the Lord. This is our fourth meditation on blessings and benedictions from the Word of God. And this is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 23 through 28, which is the last few verses of that letter, that book. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The Lord, open our hearts, we pray now, to hear your precious word and fill us with your spirit to understand and apply it for the glory of the name of Jesus, and we commit ourselves to you in his name. Amen. So last week, I was sharing from Romans 15. We had three, uh, the first three, in fact, of our uh, blessings and benedictions were from that one chapter, Romans 15. And we talked about verse 33. It's a very short verse. And I blessed you at the end, saying, Now may the God of peace be with you all. Amen. And I shared at that time that there is one source of true and lasting peace. There's only one. There's one giver of the peace that lasts, and that is the God of peace who gave himself. And that blessing is asked of the God of peace who alone can give it the true peace of heart through the redemption that we have in the Lord Jesus and certainly by his spirit, uh, the spirit of peace dwelling in us. And I referred last week to this verse uh, in that benediction as one of the, uh, a number of uh, places in the epistles in the New Testament that are prayers to the God of peace. That is in the scriptures often for a reason. We call upon the God of peace as we must, we need to. And this, this morning begins, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. So again, we're going to the God of peace. We're asking something uh, different e each time. But in this case, it is that he would sanctify us. Paul said earlier in this letter in chapter 4, verse 3, he said, this is the will of God, your sanctification. It can't get it any clearer. The Lord desires for us and his church to be sanctified. It is his will for us to be set apart for him, set apart wholly for him. And to please the Lord by walking in purity and holiness and godliness, all for his glory. And since we are often sanctified during trying events, challenging and painful, <clears throat> challenging and painful times, we are told in James chapter 1, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and perseverance. But let patience have its full effect, or its perfect work. It says, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So we mature and we grow in holiness and godliness when we let the sanctifying work of the Lord have its perfect work. Now, you all know we can try to stop this, I guess, sometimes. This work of sanctification, we maybe can try to thwart it. 
Maybe run from it. And yet God is faithful to continue it until he has accomplished his work of grace in our lives. Until he has accomplished his will. And his will, we know in Romans 12, is good and acceptable and perfect. We should never question that. It is God himself, it tells us here, who sanctifies us and uses means to do so. Uses situations, uses other people. And so as I have encouraged you before, in fact, in each of the three that I've shared, that these are prayers that we should be praying for each other. Pray this part of, of, of the blessing for your family, that they would be sanctified completely. And pray it for members of your church family here. And praise God, thank him for his work of sanctification. And so may we be sanctified in every part of our lives by the God of peace. And let's pray that for ourselves and for each other. The second part of this prayer uh, and this blessing is, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew Henry wrote this, because if God did not carry on his good work in the soul, it would fail. We should pray to God to complete his work and preserve us blameless, free from sin and impurity, till at length we are presented faultless before the throne of his glory with exceeding joy. And that last few words is from the benediction of Jude, which I would like to share later at some point. And praise God, he is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. A wonderful promise. Matthew Henry goes on, where the good work of grace is begun, it shall be carried on, be protected and preserved. And all those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus shall be preserved to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul was led to emphasize then the faithfulness of the God of peace in this process of sanctifying us completely. Verse 24 says, He who calls you, he who has called you to be holy, called you to be sanctified in him, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Philippians 1.6, you all know, we must live this out with confident hope that he who has begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And on the faithfulness and the character of God, Deuteronomy 7, verse 9 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. And so as we partake of this communion with the Lord this morning, rejoice that the God of peace is faithfully sanctifying you and sanctifying us in this body. He is our covenant-keeping God, and he sanctifies us because of his mercy. And he will complete what he has started. He will preserve our spirit, soul, and body. And if it is hard for you, if it's hard for you to grasp, to understand the will of God, in his merciful work of sanctification for you at this time in your life. This table is a blessing for you. This communion with the Lord is grace to you. It's a reminder of the greatness of his love and his goodness to us.
Let's rejoice. But brothers and sisters, please receive this blessing from the Lord uh, by faith. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we do give you praise. We give you praise and honor and glory that you are the God of peace. And it is your holy will that we be sanctified. And we rejoice that you are faithful in all that you do and in your work of grace in sanctifying us. Lord, we thank you that you complete what you begin. You finish what you will. And we can be confident that you will preserve your people. And Lord, as we partake now of this communion with you, may we receive grace to walk in holiness, to walk in joy, which pleases you. For we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Amen.